Yo guys, what is good? Welcome to the Flow Show podcast here on Spotify and on iHeartRadio. And today, it's bittersweet today as me and Ryan Valdez, former minor league pitcher, current head, current coach with the HCC, I believe it's the Eagles, right? You guys are the Eagles? You want to make, make sure? The Hawks. Okay, the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, I know it was a bird of, of some sort, but uh, we're here with Ryan Valdez here to finish out our playoff show and... Ryan, it's bittersweet, man. The playoffs are over. Baseball is over, to be exact. And uh, it was a fun playoff, man. We got a lot to get into today. And we got to talk about the World Series. And we'll also recap the playoffs as a whole as well. And uh, it's going to be a fun show, man. But, again, it's bittersweet because this is the last playoff show of the uh, of the season, if you will. Yeah, definitely bittersweet, man. Baseball is like a – they say it's cherished uh, when it's gone. So, um, it, it's – yeah, a little while, but the good news is, is winter meetings comes up and you start talking about free agents and things yes, like that. So at least there's still things you can still talk baseball wise. Yes, sir. I'm 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 really excited for um, really excited for you know spring training obviously in the in the spring, but you know it, it's good to see you know the World Series. I've always loved the World Series. I love watching it. It's just a it's a fun time to be a baseball fan during the playoffs, and uh, you know it has to end at some point, and uh, it ended up ending on Tuesday. And obviously we're going to get into that here in just a moment, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something where uh, you definitely take don't you definitely don't t- take it for granted a little bit because uh, I, I you know just being having baseball from February onwards, it's uh, it's definitely a fun couple of months as a fan. So definitely uh, going to be missed here these next couple of months, but it's okay. We'll uh, let, let's break down though this World Series, Ryan. You know, last time we talked, it was last Thursday or last Friday, I should say. The World Series was going to Atlanta, and Atlanta ended up taking at least one of those games in Atlanta. I believe, yeah. no, hold on, they took two games in Atlanta, my bad. They took, yeah, they, no, hold on, let me let me make sure I get this correct here. I gotta make sure I, I get this correct. I believe they took one game in Atlanta, from what I remember. Um, I just want to yeah, make... So they took the first one in Houston, yep. and then they lost the second one, won the first one in Atlanta, and then the Astros came back and won the second, and then okay. the Braves won the last one in Atlanta. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got that correct. So, okay, so yeah, Atlanta won two the first two nights in Atlanta and then lost on Sunday and then ended up taking the yes. game in Houston on uh, Tuesday, which ended up giving them the World Series victory. Um, but let's talk about this World Series again, just as a whole, breaking it down, you know, from game one all the way up to this game six. Ryan, what do you think about both teams in this World Series? How did they perform? And then obviously the Atlanta Braves getting the job done, able to win the World Series. I mean, it's definitely well-deserved, definitely exciting to see Freddie Freeman, a guy who has really been a, a star in this league and has been one of the best first basemen in the major leagues. I mean, it's good to see him get a World Series because he definitely deserves it. And that's, I really think, something that I think now could possibly make him a possible future Hall of Famer. I mean, he's at that point now. I think the World Series title and the World Series win on his resume, I think, may have just put him over the hump to be a, a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, this uh, World Series is definitely um, interesting. I know going into it, I kind of mentioned it's going to be the Braves pitching versus the Astros hitting, and that, that actually got flip flop because the Braves pitching was okay. Uh, you yeah. know, I know you did get the great pitching performance out of Freed and uh, Anderson, and two of the two of the four wins, but the other two 
uh, wins. It was kind of they outscored at the the Houston Astros. Um, so and the Houston Astros pitching was actually pretty good. And so the kind of rules were reversed there, and the Braves came out and swung it. You know, I thought a little better than the, than the Astros did this World Series. I agree too. To Freddie Freeman, you know, that guy has been a transcending player for baseball, yep. not just because of the way he plays, but the way he approaches the game, uh, how he approaches it. He's not the flashiest guy, um, but he goes away, he goes about the game the right way, and everybody loves him for it. And I think he's cherished, and I yep. think uh, he possibly could be a uh, you know a French Hall of Fame guy now. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And uh, it, it's really cool for Freddie Freeman. I think one of the cool things about Freddie winning the World Series is, you know, just listening to his, um, you know, World Series, like, you know, interviews and stuff on the field. I, it, it's just, it's so cool. Like, he was, you know, the way what he was saying was, you know, he was just so excited. He couldn't believe that they that World Series now is on is his name, you know, World Series champion Freddie Freeman. Like, he just couldn't believe it. And, I, you know, Freddie's just such a humble person. And, you know, he's not the biggest personality in Major League Baseball, but he's definitely, you know, one of those guys who, you know, he's kind of, hardworking and you know it's it's really awesome to see him get the job done because he spent some years on those Atlanta Braves teams where he, he the Braves weren't really the best teams in those early 2010s they weren't really a playoff contender kind of when Chipper Jones was about to retire so it's really cool to see that Freddie Freeman's getting his due getting the World Series title as much as I would have loved to see Dusty Baker get a World Series title with the Houston Astros because he definitely deserves it as well uh, it's, it's really cool to see Freddie Freeman get it done and also Brian Snicker I think Snit Snicker has you know he's been around the Braves organization forever and to, for him to get a World Series with that organization I imagine for him is very special so it's really cool to see the Braves able to get it done um you know Ryan talking about this Braves offense how potent was this Braves offense especially in Atlanta and then last the last game in Houston on the game six I mean they were incredible with Jorge Soler putting together really the series of his career in the playoffs I mean just such a a incredible offense to watch and they're going to be deadly if they keep a lot of their guys here getting into the 2022 season yeah, I think John Smoltz said it best. I think uh, their offense kind of is like a boomer bust kind of offense, and they were booming in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of home runs changed the games. I think kind of where the Astros got hurt by the Braves' offense is that the home runs weren't solo home runs. If they're solo home runs, you can kind of limit runs, um, but a lot of those runs were grand slams, and um, you know you had three-run home runs and two-run home runs that the Braves were able to have in that series. Is just kind of beat the Astros. I think if some of those uh, home runs are just one-run home runs, I think the Astros ends up winning the World Series. Yeah, I, I agree as well. And I, honestly, in my opinion, I thought if it were to go to Game 7, I think Houston probably would have ended up winning the World Series. I think if Houston would have took the last two games in Houston, I think they probably would have. I mean, obviously, I think if they would have taken Game 6, I think they probably could have won it on Wednesday. Um, I, I really think Houston, even though the series ended up going to six games, I think they just it, the the offense was too much for Houston. They really just didn't have enough to put things together, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things are going to go for them during the off season. Well, obviously, we'll talk about that here later in the um, here later in the podcast. But I think one thing I want to ask you real quick, Ryan, is you know talking about this Atlanta Braves team. Um, here, let me just uh, pull something up here real quick. It, what player would you say kind of surprised you? You know, didn't really have a great series for the Atlanta Braves team 
you know, we, we saw how good they were this World Series and really this postseason as a whole, but what player really surprised you, would you say, for this Atlanta Braves team, you know, during the World Series that you thought maybe would have played and contributed a lot more than, you know, maybe he had in previous series? Uh, Eddie Rosario is the name that comes to mind. I know he was still good, but he was elite. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of carrying the Braves' offense, you know, through the other couple series. Um, and it's fortunate for Rosario being a leadoff spot with Soler hitting behind him. Uh, Soler kind of gave him that little, you know, protection kind of there um, for when they did get Rosario out. Soler was able to produce. So um, I, I, Rosario, I just I feel like their emphasis was on him this series um, for the Astros. They're like, hey, Rosario's not going to beat us, um, which kind of led to them pitching him really well, having a good approach against him. But it kind of helped hurt them when it came to other players on the Braves lineup. Yeah, it's definitely disappointing. It was definitely disappointing that the um, you know Houston Astros or, or excuse that the Atlanta Braves, excuse me, I should say, and Eddie Rosario really didn't get things going um, during the World Series. I, I really thought he could have won the MVP in the World Series, but um, you know, unfortunately, the numbers just didn't prove it. And he made some good defensive plays. He had that play, I believe, on Friday or Saturday. It was where he like was that. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you remember that play, Ryan, but it was a ridiculous play out in left towards field. The wall. Yeah, towards the wall. I mean, that was a really good play by Rosario. So he made some good defensive plays, but he just wasn't the same that he was early in the postseason. So, uh, you know, it is unfortunate. I would have loved to have seen him contribute it more, but. Horius Soler, I mean, just what he was able to do with the first, the home run. I Really, he set the pace for the way the World Series was really going to be played throughout the entire series. I think he really set it, and what a what a incredible series he had. Yeah, Soler, I, you know, I mentioned it in the game they lost, game two. Um, you know, that I said I, I need to see Soler back towards the top of the lineup. I think uh, he's going to get more fastballs there, more juice, and he did. He came up in big spots, like – the three-run home run he hit to get the Braves on the board early in the last game, he was in the two-hole. And he came up with Dansby and Darno on base, got a fastball, got a 3-2, and he kept fighting off it. And then he got that hanging slider, 3-2, because they didn't want to throw another fastball and he yeah. was able to hit it out of the stadium. Yeah. So uh, him being up in that spot there, one, got him more fastballs early in counts because Freddie was right behind him to protect him, but also – kind of they didn't want to walk him a little bit because he does have speed on the bases so they were able to uh he was able to definitely take advantage of that being that spot that Jorge Soler home run on Tuesday man that was ridiculous that was one of the craziest home runs I've seen I've never seen a ball hit that far in um in Houston before so that was really really cool and yeah, he definitely deserved getting the MVP in the World Series. Um talking about now on the flip side the the runner ups if you will now in the in the World Series Houston Astros Obviously, you know, going into this series next season, what's going to be the kind of direction this team is going to? As you have mentioned, Ryan, in previous episodes, this Astros team has a lot of players going into free agency. I'll give them credit. They made it this far. They were trying to redeem themselves for all the things that has happened in the past, kind of right, trying to wipe the slate clean. And unfortunately, they came up just a bit short. What would you say was really, I guess you could say, like the Achilles heel, if you will, for this Astros team in the World Series? And what what you think? What do you think contributed for them falling a bit short to this Atlanta Braves team? Uh, I really think their Achilles heels were starters. I know uh, Garcia had his one good start, uh, but. And I, I just think they, they didn't have the starter depth that 
um, the Braves had. And, you know, you go back and just looking at other teams that struggled throughout the playoffs, like the Rays had three young starters. Astros in the same similar situation. Um, you know, so I think that the Astros kind of moving forward are going to have to find ways to build back up the starting rotation as Lance McCullers end up going down. Um, so they need to build up that starting rotation. Once yep. they're able to do that, again, I think they'll kind of get kind of go on the right track, but they're definitely going to lose some of these players in free agency. And it's not so much the fact they don't want to stay. It's more of the fact where they can't pay them. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting too because the Astros, I would say, really don't have a a crazy farm system. It's not kind of like the Rays or other teams where their farm system is ridiculous. Their farm system, they have a few good players at the top of their you know Triple A, Double A, but kind of low in the you know leagues and stuff. It's you know they really don't have a deep farm system. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they kind of replace these players. Are they maybe gonna try and go out to free agency and find some cheaper options? Are they gonna go to their farm system and kind of use what they got right there? So it's definitely gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting spring for the Houston Astros as well, just based off of that. And again, we'll talk a little bit more about free agency towards the end of the show with the teams that are in the playoffs, you know, players who are going to be free agents. You know, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how where, what direction the Houston Astros are going to go with here heading into the 2022 season and really beyond that as well. Um, I guess... You know, we'll, I guess we can talk about more general now about the playoffs. Also, by the way, uh, we'll t- I, I want to mention real quick, the Atlanta Braves with their uh, World Series parade is going to be really, really cool. I guess they're doing it. Um, they're starting at, like, Turner Field, I believe it is, or starting somewhere in, like, the heart of Atlanta where Turner Field is actually at. And then I think they're going to be going a little bit into the heart of Atlanta. And then I believe they're going up to Cobb County where the Truist Park is, and they're going to do the rest of the – um, believe parade there. It's gonna be kind of cool, actually. I think it's a neat idea. I don't think. I've, have you ever heard of anything like this, Ryan, for a, a World Series parade? Two parts in two different yeah, I've portions. Heard, uh, you know, a team go from their old stadium to their new stadium. It's like out the old with a new kind of thing. <laughs> um, it's kind of cool that they're able to do that, though. Uh, I was just up in Atlanta coaching some boys, and Turner Field's still there. I know some people are still using it for certain things. Yep. Um, so uh, I know they still have the Hank Aaron thing out in center field. And, you know, the old par- parking spots are still painted and things like that. So it's pretty cool that they'll be able to kind of honor that and then honor what they were able to do uh, in this new park with this team and win a World Series. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really cool. And I know that the new, the old stadium, Turner Field, is, I think, being used for Georgia State football. I believe that's what they're being used for now. And I know they had a, a game earlier this year. College game, day, I believe, was actually outside of their stadium like right at the beginning of the season. So it's definitely going to be cool. I like the idea, you know, honoring the past but also honoring the present because realistically, you know, I mean, again, the the new ballpark is outside of Atlanta. So realistically speaking, if you just did it outside of Atlanta, you might – it'll definitely – it'll be cool to see how many people are going to be in the heart of Atlanta compared to outside of Atlanta. I also know at Truist Park – they're going to have Ludacris, and I. there's like another guy who's going to be there too, but they're going to have like a free concert as well, so that should be really fun, and I believe that's that's tomorrow, so that's going to be really exciting in Atlanta. I imagine those fans, uh, they've, been, they've been waiting a while, Ryan. They haven't had a World Series or really any title in a while, so it's going to be really cool to see them celebrating in Atlanta tomorrow. It would have been a lot more, for me, I think more comical would have been if they would have played the Red Sox 
going back to that 28-3 to loss to the Patriots, <laughs> if they could have done something fun with that, you know, I mean, like yep. a little, you know, kind of javel there a little bit. But you're right. No, there have been – Atlanta sports teams have been kind of – they've been okay. They've been somewhat good, but haven't been great, haven't gotten to the chance to, ho- you know, hoist some titles. So um, it's pretty cool to see that this Braves team was able to do that. And, you know, just being up there in Atlanta, like I said recently um, – the battery is a really, really cool place. Um, yeah. It's going to be rocking. So, you know, they got this PBR place down there. You know, they ride in bulls and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's bar setting. And they have all these other places, outdoor area. They have DJs always out there during games. And giant, you know, like kind of like the Lightning do where they put the uh, the game on a giant parking garage. Yep. and restaurants and other things down there so it's going to be rocking down there at truest park and i'm like i said i'm really excited for those fans i have some friends that live up there and they text me all the time i said i might even (laughs) just come up for the parade just so i can have some fun up there with you guys all right well i'll I'll be expecting some uh instagram posts from you for the parade tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's uh it's definitely gonna be a fun day tomorrow for atlanta and uh i i i yeah, it's gonna be really, really cool up there. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. I mean, heck, when you even when you have like a free concert afterwards too, with like Ludacris and all them, like you know, it's gonna be fun up there in Atlanta. It's gonna be really, really cool. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. I imagine they're gonna have it on ESPN and probably on MLB Network and such. They'll be covering all the events tomorrow. So if you're listening to your podcast and you are wanting to watch that, I would imagine you go check those channels out. They probably will have some of the coverage for it tomorrow. Uh, but now, Ryan, let's kind of now go into general kind of recap in the playoffs as a whole. You know, Ryan, we, we obviously began a few week, few weeks ago with this playoff show. We talked about the wild card, and we, we're now at the end of the playoffs. Just in general, you know, what teams would you say were surprising to you, made it as far as they did in the postseason, and then what teams really were underwhelming, if you will, here this postseason? Uh, for me, Boston was a big surprise. Um, I didn't expect what they were able to do uh, through, you know, the wild card game against the Rays and even uh, against the Astros. I thought they played really well. They just kind of, you know, hit a little kind of hard breaks there at the end uh, with their offense. But Boston was super, super exciting to watch during the playoffs. And yeah. uh, like I said, I was very surprised to watch them. Um, I, I think for me, I think my, you know, my most underperforming team, I'm going to stay in the American League here, and I'm going to go with the uh, with the White Sox. Um, I thought they had the pitching to win a World Series. Um, I thought that their offense was going to be just enough, if not just over the edge, good enough to get them a World Series. I thought it was a very complete team. I was only afraid of the, you know the competition they played throughout the season. Being in there, that division was really poor, um, and even against some of the better teams, they didn't play very well. But uh, I would say that that was probably my underwhelming team. I just thought the White Sox were a lot better than what they showed. Yep. And um, like I said, the Red Sox, man, they came out surprised. And I was kind of rooting for them a little bit, um, which is weird to say as a Rays fan or a Tampa Bay fan <laughs> in general, to say I'm rooting for someone from Boston kind of hurts my heart a little bit. But I did. I kind of had a little Boston, little flair there going on during that Astro series. And just because the way they played, it got me kind of rooting for them. Yeah. Especially that hometown boy, Christian Arroyo, playing for that team back in the nine hole, playing well at second base. Yeah, Boston definitely was a big surprise for me. Um, Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta has to be one of the biggest. I, I, I Honestly, it was crazy that, you know, I, 
I think they had a decent shot of, you know, getting past Milwaukee, even though I did pick Milwaukee to go and beat the Atlanta Braves in that series. Um, but I didn't think – I thought L.A. was going to probably make it to the World Series this year, and they ended up beating L.A., and Atlanta was the hot team. And it's kind of crazy to think about, Ryan, but the last – let me try to think about this here. The last four years in the World Series, there has been a team from an East division, whether it be National League or American League, uh, believe that it's, yeah, win the World Series. It was Boston in 2018, Washington in 2019. In 2020, it was, well, it wasn't, the it was the Dodgers, but we had a East team in the Rays making it. And then in 2021, we had the Atlanta Braves from the National League East win the World Series. So the last four years, we've had a team from one of the East divisions make it to the World Series. So um, it's definitely been kind of kind of an interesting fact there I just thought about here the last couple of days. But, I mean, Atlanta really surprised me, and Boston, as you mentioned, as well, really surprised me. Teams that underwhelmed for me were – I would have to say the Dodgers. I mean, for me, I think the Dodgers were World Series or bust, and unfortunately they lost right before making it to the World Series. They obviously lost in the championship series. And I would also say Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee had a lot of high expectations. I thought they were going to be a good team heading into the postseason, and unfortunately they got blown out by the Atlanta Braves, and that's just how it worked. And it's going to be interesting to see where the Brewers head here after, again, losing in the playoffs and not making it very far the last couple of seasons ever since that big run they had in 2018. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I think I picked, you know, the Braves to be my sleeper team, so I kind of felt like they had it in them a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, I can definitely see it from the Milwaukee side. It, it's like, when are they going to turn the corner, get over that hump kind of thing, and, and at least win one series yeah. so we can see them in a seven-game series. The, um, so definitely agree with that. I think anytime you make it to the ALC or AL or NLCS, um, I really can't say they're under kind of achieving there. I did think you're, I agree with you where, you know, the Dodgers kind of were in a, you know, win or bust kind of mentality with their trades and things like that. But um, I just thought the Braves, they ran into a team. I was just feeling themselves yeah. a little bit. And uh, that's kind of the unfortunate part for the Dodgers. Yeah, and again, I think the Dodgers, they're going to be fine. You know, I mean, they're a team that heading in the next year, they have so much money and, you know, they have so much resources. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to get back to the playoffs for sure. They're going to win the, probably their division again next year. Um, and it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see what, what the Dodgers end up doing next year with a lot of their big pieces with Scherzer, Turner, a lot of those guys they got from the trade uh, deadline. So it's going to be interesting to see where they're – some of those guys kind of end up here in the uh, next season. I imagine, I mean, they'll they'll be staying with the Dodgers next season, but it's going to be interesting to see here the next couple of years where they'll be ending up at. Um, kind of talking about, Ryan, players. You know, we talked about teams that impressed, teams that kind of were underwhelming in the playoffs. What players would you say really impressed you during the postseason? And then who would you say – you know, obviously, other than Jorge Soler winning the World Series MVP, um, who do you say is like an MVP, MLB playoff MVP pick? Like, who do you think really had like the entire postseason? They could have even only played in one series, but who would you say really impressed you and would be your MLB playoff MVP? Yeah, some guys that really impressed me, I would say Kyle Tucker from the Astros. I thought he was very impressive. Yeah. Um, from the Red Sox, uh, I was very impressed by Devers. I knew he had that kind of forearm uh, injury a little bit, and he still was able to go out there and perform really, really well. Um, the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, but I thought Belly really has some really clutch hits in those situations, um, you know, especially against the Giants to really send them to the uh, NLCS. Um, but 
if I had to pick a different, you know, kind of MVP here, um, I think I might go with a pitcher here. Because I think the pitchers kind of are the unsung heroes. I, I know we talk about them in somewhat form or fashion, but I don't think we talk about them as we talk about MVP kind of level. And yeah. um, I thought the guy who really set a tone for, you know, a lot of the Braves' uh, wins was uh, – I'm going to go with two, Max Fried and Ian Anderson. I think without those two guys – Eating up innings, especially the way they did early and throughout the playoffs, and uh, especially the way Ian Anderson pitched the five inning no hitter, and then Max Free with his uh, game six kind of performance. I would take those two guys as my kind of my MVPs. Yeah, I like those picks a lot. Free had a really good World Series outing here on um, t- on what is it Tuesday. Really, really impressive game he had that day. And Ian Anderson as well. You know, such a young guy here heading into his, I believe this is his rookie year this year as a as a first year as a rookie and uh, impressed in the playoffs. I really was very happy about how he performed and uh, I like those picks a lot. And as for me, for my playoff, I, I agree with Devers as well. Devers had a really good postseason. Um, another guy too, and I was really happy to see him do well, and he's a hometown boy, Ryan, and obviously you know him very well from playing in the Florida State League. Mr. Wander Franco, he he really was fun to watch in the postseason. Um, you know, he made some big clutch hits, even though the Rays ended up losing in the series. I really liked watching him play. I think he was a stud. He really made a name for himself. And, you know, for people maybe that wasn't sure, you know, didn't know much about Wander Franco, I think they learned a lot about him just based off of the series against Boston. Um, but for me, my MVP is going to be Devers. I think Devers, for what he is able to do and how he was able to kind of help out that Red Sox team to get to where they were and a team that I would say really didn't have too high expectations to get that far. I don't think a lot of people thought they would get that far in the postseason. And there were some people who didn't even think the Red Sox would make it to the postseason at all. So it was really good to see the Red Sox and really to see Devers have a really good series. And he's a stud, man. He's going to be really fun to watch here the next couple of seasons. Yeah, man, definitely agree. And and Wander Franco, yeah, it's a little bit of coming out party against in that Red Sox series because not everybody else gets a chance to watch the Rays um, being in the West Coast and things like that. Yeah. So I think a lot of attention got thrown his way throughout this uh, playoffs. And um, you know, speaking of young guys who impressed, also pitching wise, is I'm gonna be excited for the Rays three starters. Yeah, think about that young group of McClanahan, Rasmussen, and Boz. That's a cornerstone of, you know, you know, just their future here. And, um, you know, like I told, you know, earlier, maybe like two or three podcasts previous that the Rays GM literally said, our door hasn't even opened yet. We're about to kick it down because they know how young they were and how ready they're going to be moving forward. Yep. Now, Ryan, we got to talk now. We, we obviously, we recapped, uh, you know, the playoffs, we recap the world series. Now we got to talk about, you know, some of the players that played in this postseason. Some of these guys are going to be free agents, Ryan. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a few guys. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a few guys names and I would, I'm just going to ask you where you think maybe they would go. So I guess we'll begin with the Houston Astros because obviously we've talked about them a lot here on the podcast throughout their run here to the world series. And, one of the big guys is Carlos Correa. He's going to be a free agent after this season. He does have an eligible – he is eligible for a qualifying offer, so he could get that qualifying offer from the Astros. But, Ryan, do you see Carlos Correa possibly leaving the Astros organization, a team that he was drafted by with the number one pick? Um, do you see Carlos Correa possibly leaving the Astros organization after this season? I got three words for you. 
New York Yankees. Ooh. I think they go out, offer him a bunch of money, and I think you see Carlos Correa in the pinstripes in 2022. That would be really interesting. I would really be intrigued about that. So that, that would be really, really cool. That would be interesting to see him play in uh, New York. But uh, let's go to the next guy on here. This is Corey Seager, a guy who won the MVP a few uh, last season for the LA Dodgers in the World Series. A former, So, again, a former World Series MVP um, in his own right. Uh, where do you see Corey Seager possibly going again? He is also eligible for a qualifying offer as well uh, with the LA Dodgers. But uh, where do you see Corey Seager going if he goes anywhere at all, or does he stay with the LA Dodgers next season? So I think when it comes to the other shortstops, I think you get the weight on Correa. I think he's the biggest guy out there. I think everyone's going to try to go get Correa. So after he settles in, I think the dust settles with Correa going to the Yankees. I think that was the – if the Yankees don't get Correa, I can see Seager going to the Yankees. However, if Correa does, I think Corey Seager stays pat, and he's a Dodger coming 2022. I like it. I like it. All right, let's go to the – we got – I got three more guys here uh, to finish out with us, Ryan. So here's the last three guys I got for you. So the next one, we got Chris Bryant, who is with the Giants. He is ineligible for a qualifying offer, so he will be a free agent. Uh, where do you see Chris Bryant going? Third baseman, outfielder? In my opinion, he could be a guy. We we heard some rumors he could go to Tampa Bay. I could see him come to Tampa Bay. That would be definitely interesting. But uh, where do you see Chris Bryant ended up go, ending up going to here uh, at the off, in the offseason? Yeah, you were kind of reading my mind there. I think he does become a Tampa Bay Ray. I think they finally understand they need to spend a little bit of dough to get some guys in to help support that young group. And I think Chris Bryant is a Tampa Bay Ray. I can see the ALEs being very aggressive here um, when it comes to free agent guys. And I really do think the Rays do end up going after Chris Bryant at that big righty bat that will have more average than Zanino did because he was their big righty bat yep. this season. He did hit some home runs, but I think they need a little more balance out of that big righty bat. And I think Chris Bryant is the guy that the Rays do go get, and he will be a Tampa Bay Ray in 2022. So, see, we got same mind, sink alike. I like it. Yeah, he, he was a big – I remember he was a big rumor at the trade deadline to come to Tampa Bay, so it will definitely be really cool to see him. All right, so last two guys, we got another L.A. Dodger here, but this guy looked like he's probably going to win the Cy Young Award for this season, Mad Max Scherzer, who was traded to the Dodgers midseason. Obviously, he's ineligible for a qualifying offer, so he will become a free agent. Where do you see Max Scherzer going to? This could be an interesting pitcher because even though he's getting older, he's like a fine wine. He just play. He's still playing at the top of his game, and uh, I mean, again, he had an amazing season this year. Cy Young, pretty much award-winning season this year. Well, this one for me is pretty easy. I think Clayton Kershaw calls it quits and retires, and I think. They bring in Max Scherzer to the Dodgers to replace the Clayton Kershaw in 2022. Okay, I like it. I like it. And the last one we'll go with here, Ryan, the last player, is a first baseman, and he just won the World Series with the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman. He is eligible for a qualifying offer. I think Freddie, age 32, I think coming off a World Series victory, He's going to come back with Atlanta, but I, I want to get your take on it. Do you, th- you see Freddie Freeman leaving, or is he going to stay and, uh, you know, be really stay as Mr. Brave? That's what they're saying on here on MLB.com, but do you see him uh, staying here in Atlanta? 
I think it would be an absolute sin if this guy leaves Atlanta. I just think it would be bad karma for the Atlanta Braves. (laughs) I just think that they will not be back in a World Series for another 22 years if they let Freddie Freeman walk. So I do think they are aggressive. Now, if Freddie Freeman wants to test the waters a little bit and see what kind of chunk of change he can get, I think that Freddie Freeman, wait to hear this one, is a Boston Red Sox. In 2022, <laughs> if he doesn't go back to Atlanta, that would be interesting, man. I would. That would be really interesting. That would pretty much that would shake baseball a little bit. I don't think a lot of people would think he would be uh, he would be leaving Atlanta, but that would definitely be interesting if that were to happen. Uh, and it, that that would, be, would definitely be fun to see if he were to go to Boston. We'll make the AL East very very interesting too. I, yeah, I think. I just think looking at it, uh, Boston had Schwarber playing there. Schwarber played well, but I don't. Yeah. Schwarber's not a first baseman. I think they want to solidify that position. At yeah. you know you have Devers and Bogarts on the other side, so that could be a position they want to solidify at first base, especially with his bat. He can leave Schwarber in the DH spot. Yeah. And I, I think Freddie Freeman makes a lot of sense for the Red Sox. I think Red Sox will go hard after him. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there's any way you leave Atlanta if I'm the Atlanta fans I build a wall around his <laughs> you know his house and be like listen it's not for sale can't. sorry you can't leave I like um, it I like it because I just think you're right you had these players that come around that become Mr. Brave or Mr. Yankee or Mr. Met that you just can't you can't let those guys leave and yeah. um I I think that the Braves this Chipper Jones this guy you pay him um and I know you need it. You're gonna have some other holes kind of coming up here with Soler and Duvall having to leave because they're free agents. But yep. I, I really think that you have to bring Freddie back. You, you just there's no way you can't. Yep. If he does, he's the Boston Red Sox. And when it comes back to Chris Bryant coming to the Rays, and you're right, the Rays did push hard for him. The Rays were also pushing for Kimbrel in that trade. They wanted Kimbrel and Chris Bryant. Yeah. The Rays were willing to give up Tyler Glass now and Kevin Kiermeyer to get those two guys. So I definitely see the Rays pushing hard for Chris Bryant. I could, yeah, I could definitely see it, especially since he's going to be a free agent. He's ineligible for a qualifying offer. So I definitely could see it. It's going to be really interesting. This this really free agency class is really good. There's a lot of good players on here. We see Carlos Rendon I see on here. I also saw at the bottom here uh, Justin Verlander, who – I'm intrigued to see what Verlander's going to do because a guy who just came off of a big injury like that who really hasn't pitched in a few years uh, since 2019, he really hasn't pitched. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what Verlander does here in the offseason. It's it's really going to be a fun couple of weeks here with the offseason coming up. And Buster Posey just announced his retirement today, which is kind of shocking a little bit. I didn't expect Posey to retire. He's still relatively young, but at the catcher position, you know, that's a tough position to play at for a lot of years, and he's been there for a while, and he's really done everything he could possibly do in such a short amount of time. 12 years really isn't that long in baseball, so uh, do do congratulate him on his retirement and obviously his success. Definitely a, a Hall of Famer for sure. I would I would say he's a Hall I would think he's a Hall of Famer. He changed the catcher position here in the 2010s era. But, um, Ryan, that is, I think, all I got, Ryan. I mean, we pretty much talked about everything here on today's show. We talked about the World Series. We talked about the playoffs. We talked about free agents and where they're going to be going. Ryan, we're almost into the off season, man. It's going to be a hectic off season, but I had so much fun these last couple of weeks doing this playoff show with you, man, and uh, it was a blast, and I hope you had as much fun as I did because uh, – 
I always love talking about playoff baseball and about baseball in general, and it's just it was a blast doing it, man. And hopefully we'll be able to maybe maybe we'll t- do like an off season show or something. We'll talk about maybe some of the free agent signings. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you having me. I love talking baseball with you as well. It's always a fun time. And yeah, yeah, man, let's get together. Maybe it's uh, talk about some winter meetings, maybe some new rule changes, <laughs> or even talk about maybe just when the free agency kicks off, who's going where, and talk about maybe analyze those guys a little bit because uh, I do think there's going to be some change. I, I think the Yankees are definitely tired of being in their position. I think the Red Sox saw what position they're in. I think they could go out and get some. And you may see the Rays be a little aggressive here in free agency and actually get in some guys. And I could definitely see the Rays making a veteran minimum kind of deal to Justin Verlander to help stabilize that rotation with those three young guys. Oh, I can I completely agree with that as well. So, yeah, it's definitely gonna be fun, man. And uh, yeah, definitely, I would love to do. We got to talk winter meetings. There's a lot of new rules that might be in place with DHing possibly universal around both leagues. So there's a lot of big changes here upcoming possibly in the major leagues. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the off season goes here in Major League Baseball. And we might even have a, a delay of the season, obviously, Ryan. I don't know if you heard about that, too. But there might be – we might have some – there's going to be – it's going to be a really interesting offseason because there's going to be – there could possibly be a stoppage of work here in the next couple of weeks for Major League Baseball. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that's going to play out. And hopefully we get to a CBA agreement because that's going to be really, I think, the huge key piece that's really going to affect how this offseason goes. But – Ryan, it was great getting to talk playoff baseball with you. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get going on a little bit off season, hopefully in the middle of uh, December or whenever the winter meetings is actually going to be, depending on how this whole CBA agreement turns out. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Awesome, man. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on the podcast. We appreciate everyone joining us. Ryan Valdez and Dylan Spaulding signing off here on the playoff show here, the final playoff show of the 2021 season. Thank you, guys, and peace out.